Hello, and welcome back to the Double Your Business podcast. I'm your host, Heather Borsma. I'm a certified life and business coach who is passionate about helping women double their business without doubling their hours. And today we are going to be talking about your thoughts and how you are not your thoughts. This whole month, the month of March, we're exploring the theme of thoughts and the brain and how to really use our thoughts so that they actually serve us and serve our business and help us create the results that we are trying to create both in our life and our business. So first of all, let's just do a quick overview of our thoughts, the basics. Every one of us has approximately 60,000 thoughts a day, 60,000 thoughts. And most of them are unconscious, which means we're not aware of them. And most of them are negative. But even though we aren't conscious of them, they are still creating emotions in us, reactions in us, behaviors in us. We are saying things and doing things based on those thoughts, even though we are completely unaware of the thoughts themselves. And because we're unaware of them, for the most part, then it starts to feel like we don't have a choice about them. But that is far from the truth. The truth is we do have a choice. This is one of our greatest powers as a human is our ability to choose what we are going to think about. But in order to make a choice about something, you first have to become aware that it's even happening, that you're even thinking these thoughts. And a lot of us just live in this default setting mode where we are allowing our brains to run the show. Unfortunately, the part of our brain that usually is running the show is our primitive brain. And again, this is a bit of a review for some of you if you've been around here for a while, but the primitive brain is the part of our brain that is solely focused on our survival and safety. And so the goals of our primitive brain are to avoid pain, seek pleasure, and be as efficient as possible. And that part of our brain is never going to lead us to our highest self and to our greatest results. That part of our brain is not going to get us the revenue growth in our business that we're looking for. It's not going to help us become the most creative, innovative thought leader in our industry. That part of our brain is going to have us spinning in indecision, in insecurity, in frustration, in whatever your default setting thoughts are. And if we want to really optimize our life and business, it's going to require us to separate our identity and our thoughts. This is key if you want to double your business with more heart and less hustle. Because when you're in that default setting, it's very easy to do one of two things in your business. Number one, to check out. When things aren't going well, it's so easy for us to just take our foot off the gas, step back, and spend more time in distraction, in uh, numbing, in just doing anything other than working on our business. The other default setting that we have is to turn on the hustle mode. And so we start working harder and longer and with more desperation, and that kind of action over time will lead to burnout. So we don't want to be running our business on our default setting, but how do we take control? How do we start to harness the power of our beautiful, brilliant brain in order to create the results that we want to create in our business? 
That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. I'm going to give you the three simple steps that you can take to start to separate yourself from your thoughts so that you can take control of your thoughts and use them to grow your business. Let's go. The first step is to become aware of the thoughts that you're having. And one of my favorite metaphors to understand this concept is something I learned from the Headspace app, which is a meditation app that I use regularly to help me do exactly this, become aware of my thoughts and separate myself from them. And the metaphor is that you are a person standing on the side of the freeway and the cars going by in both directions represent all of your thoughts. And what most of us do is we are standing on the side of the freeway, we see a thought go by and we immediately jump in the car and start going with that thought. We take it on, we agree with it. Again, this happens very unconsciously. So the thought might be, um, my business isn't working. It's just not working. And immediately we attach to that thought, we jump in the car and we start seeing everything from the perspective of that thought. That thought starts directing where our attention is going, directing where our energy is going, directing where our behavior is going, right? Every single thing that we are doing in our business, now we are doing from the thought, this isn't working. And rather than jumping in the car and attaching to those thoughts, there is a skill that we can learn to become the observer of our thoughts, to start to watch them without attaching or agreeing with them. And the way this works out in the metaphor is we're standing on the side of the freeway and we're watching the cars go by. And when a thought catches our attention, we don't jump in the car. We stay on the side and we watch it go by. And this is such a powerful skill to have in life because as I said earlier, there's so many thoughts, right? And so many of them are default, unconscious and negative. And if we can start to become the observer of those thoughts, then we're actually going to notice when we've jumped in the car and we're going to be able to get out of the car and to not continue to agree with that thought. And eventually we're going to get to the point where we aren't jumping in the car at all. We're noticing, oh my goodness, I was about to jump in the car. Or we're standing on the side of the road and we're seeing the thought coming and we're like, oh, I see it coming and I'm not going there. I've been there before and I don't like where it takes me. And this is a process. It takes time. I talk to my clients often about how there's three stages of awareness There's awareness after the fact. So that would be you've jumped in the car and you're driving down the road and you're like, oh shoot, I'm in the car. (laughs) I need to get out of the car, pull over so I can get out, please. There's awareness in the moment. That's the second stage of awareness. So that would be you notice the car pulling over, you notice yourself opening the door and you're like, wait, not gonna do it, not gonna go there. And then the highest level of awareness is awareness before the fact where we actually start to anticipate the thoughts that might come up and prepare ourselves with a response to them. But we're going to get to that in point number three. There's a couple of practical things that you can do to become more aware of the thoughts that you're having. The first is to do a practice of journaling. I have a 
resource on my website called the 10 minute morning routine. And you can grab that. It's four journal prompts that help build your awareness of your thoughts, your feelings, help cultivate gratitude and time management and all kinds of other things just takes 10 minutes a day. Um, that's one of the ways that you can start to become more aware of your thoughts is writing them down. A lot of times, once we start doing this work of becoming more aware of our thoughts and trying to direct them in an intentional way, we still think that we can do it all internally, but I use the metaphor of trying to organize your thoughts in your head is like trying to fold the laundry while it's in the dryer. So if we want to actually organize our thoughts, we can't do it while they're running in our head. We need to actually pause, take one thought and look at it more closely, just like we would do to fold a piece of clothing. We're going to stop the dryer. We're going to open it up. We're going to take all of the clothes out. And then one at a time, we're going to address each piece of clothing. This is how we're going to approach our thoughts as well. And that's what journaling does. And I think sometimes we're maybe hesitant to journal because we're like, there's so many thoughts. Where do I even start? You just pick one. You just pick one thought, one thought that's been running in the background of your business and you become aware of it and you write it down and maybe you even take it to the next level and you write down how it's making you feel and how you're showing up when you're thinking that thought and what result it's creating in your business. There's a very simple process that that I teach in the double your business process of how to take your thought and really look at it and see the result that it's creating in your life. But when you do that, then you really become aware of it and you really start to understand whether or not you want to keep thinking that thought. So journaling is a great way to build your awareness of your thoughts. The second way that I would highly recommend is to start a practice of meditation And I love using the Headspace app. There's nothing woo-woo or new agey or weird about it. It's simply a practice of becoming more observant of your thoughts, using your breath to bring you back into your body, to bring you back into presence and awareness and consciousness rather than to be spinning in your thoughts. And it helps you to learn the skill of detaching from your thoughts. So when they come, you're noticing it more and you're able to let those thoughts go by. Now, this is one note on meditation. A lot of people think that the goal of meditation is to do it perfectly, to have 10 minutes where you literally have no thoughts in your brain. But if you do that, you're not actually learning the skill because the skill isn't to do it perfectly. The skill is to have the thoughts come and then notice that they have come and notice that you've become distracted from your breath and then come back to your breath. That part right there, the noticing where you've gone and bringing yourself back is the muscle that we want to build and the muscle that we do build when we have a meditation practice in our lives. This is very simple. Again, 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes of journaling, 10 minutes of meditation. You start doing those two things, just those two things, and you are going to build so much awareness and power over your thought life. You're going to start to learn the tool of mind management. The tool of mind management is the tool that's going to make you the most money in your business. It's going to make you more money than time management, than money management, than emotional management. Like 
I'm talking mind management is the money maker in your business. So if you are not taking 10 minutes to journal and you're not taking 10 minutes to meditate, then there is a huge opportunity for you to build more revenue in your business just from doing those two things. All right. So step number two, after you've become aware is to filter, start to filter your thoughts. You are the only gatekeeper of your mind. And many of us are sleeping on the job. If you think about that, you're in a battle, okay? And you have built a wall around your city and you're supposed to be watching the wall and watching for areas where there are weaknesses and watching for places where your enemy is starting to come in and start to break down the wall or start to sneak in through a crack or a hole in the wall. You really want to be watchful, right? You want to be on guard. You want to be protective of that space. And this is how we need to think about our brain. It's our job to protect and cultivate a safe space in our brains. And many of us just don't even know, first of all, don't even know that this is possible. And second of all, aren't doing it even if we do know, because we don't really understand how much it's costing us when we aren't filtering, when we aren't protecting, when we aren't being watchful of the thoughts that we are allowing to come into our mind and to run the show. Now, I'm not saying any of this in a way to induce shame or guilt. I have no interest in shaming or guilting you or judging you or having you do any of those things to yourselves because that is the worst motivation. But what I do want you to do is to get curious about the thoughts that you're thinking, get curious about the things that you are letting into your brain and start to become more picky, more choosy about the kind of thoughts that you are allowing yourself to think. So one of the best questions to ask when you are deciding whether or not a thought belongs in your brain or not is, is this thought serving me? Is this thought serving me? And when I think about a thought serving us, I think about it serving our highest purpose, our highest calling in life. This is where our values come in, right? We've, we've talked about this before about how when we create our values first, then we can use those values as the filter to decide so many things And this applies in your thoughts as well. When you know what your values are, then it's easier to filter your thoughts because you can ask yourself, is this thought serving the values that I have said are the most important in my life and business? So let's give you an example of this. Let's say you have a value for love. I mean, I know this sounds very general, but let's say that's one of your business values. You really want to use your business to love the world. So then you start to think this thought, I don't know how to find customers. I don't know where my next sale is coming from. I don't know how to find clients. Okay. Ask yourself this question. Is the thought, I don't know how to find clients serving the value I have of loving the world through my business? And then we can start to analyze it and think about it. Okay, well, how do I feel when I think I don't know how to find clients? Do I feel loving or do I feel confused, frustrated, and overwhelmed? 
If the thought does not create the feeling that you want to have and you want to express through your business, then it's not serving you. It's not aligned. That is a question that is going to be so powerful in helping you decide what types of thoughts are allowed in your brain and what types of thoughts are not. And we need to be a little bit ruthless with ourselves in this area. I think too many of us, myself included, are way too lenient when it comes to the kinds of thoughts that we're allowing to take up space and residence in our brains. Again, think about your brain as like this city or this like oasis or this place that you want to protect, that you want to cultivate, that you want to grow into this beautiful, healthy environment. Then you have to be ruthless about what you're letting in. You have to actually take a stand and say, you know what? I know that these thoughts keep coming up, but I'm not going to just stand by and let it happen. I'm going to actually do something about it. And it doesn't have to be violent and aggressive and like the whole like image of a battle. It's not the perfect image. I think it does communicate how important it is to be watchful, be mindful, be aware of the thoughts and to filter them through the question of, is this thought serving me? And secondary to that, how do I feel when I think this thought? And if the answer is no, it's not serving me, then we move on to step three. Okay, so what do we do when we realize that we have thoughts that are not serving us? Number three is to start a conversation, okay? A conversation with yourself. Now, this maybe sounds a little cuckoo crazy, like I don't wanna talk to myself, that's weird. But we need to start to understand that we have a relationship with ourselves, okay? Within ourselves, we have a relationship. And I like to think of this relationship as between my ego and my higher self, or between my primitive brain and my prefrontal cortex, or between the part of me that's unaware and just worried about safety and the part of me that is aware and is focused on my values. There's so many different ways to communicate about this, but basically... We all have a relationship with ourselves currently, right now, even if you don't realize it, you have a relationship with yourself and it comes out in the way that you talk to yourself and the way that you respond to yourself and the way that you treat yourself in different situations. And where we really see it is how we treat ourselves when we don't show up in the way that we want to, when we don't follow through on the things we said we were going to do, when we don't get the results that we're working for. And most of us are incredibly hard on ourselves. And we use a lot of shame and judgment and beating ourselves up to try and improve ourselves, but it doesn't work. Shame is a terrible motivator for the long term. It might change us in the short term, but it will not create sustainable change and transformation in our lives. If we want to create sustainable change, we need to speak to ourselves as we would speak to our best friend, as we would speak to our child as we would speak to someone who we love dearly. And so when I say start a conversation, what I mean is we need to start responding to our own brains. When we have a thought like, I don't know how to grow my business, or I don't know where to find my next client, or this isn't working, or I'm not very good at marketing, or I'm not really a numbers person, or I didn't even mean to create this business all of those different kinds of thoughts that come up that are holding us back, we need to actually respond to them, 
Okay. So many of us are just having a one-sided conversation in our brains and we're just letting those default setting thoughts completely run the show. But when we build this awareness and we start to filter our thoughts, then we have the opportunity to respond to those thoughts and say, Hey, I understand that you're feeling scared. You're feeling uncomfortable. You're feeling unsure. This is new. This is different. This is, this is hard. This is tough. But I also know that you have the answers for the questions that you're asking. I also know that you have a desire to create something in the world. And that desire is the evidence that you can do it. That desire is the blueprint for your business. And instead of letting ourselves just say, I don't know, responding to ourselves with something like, but what if, what if I did know? What if you did have the answer to the question? What if you did know how to get the next client? What if it was working? What if you knew exactly what to do next to build the momentum that you're looking for? When we ask kind and curious and compassionate questions to ourselves that assume that we actually do have the answers, then we start to get amazing ideas. We start to activate our creativity. We start to lean into possibility and we start to gain momentum in our business again, right? Like in the example that I gave earlier about saying to myself, I don't know where to find my next client and how I'm filtering that thought and realizing it doesn't align with love and it doesn't actually make me show up in the way I want to. When I say to myself, but what if you do know how to get your next client? What would you do then? Now I start to feel curious. Now I start to feel like maybe there is a solution and I start to ask myself, well, what have I done before that worked? Or what have I seen someone else do that worked? Or what ideas have I had? in the back of my mind for the last six months that I haven't taken action on yet because I've been afraid or because I've been concerned or because I've been distracted doing all the things I think I should be doing. And we start to access our own brilliance and we start to find our inner blueprint for our business. We need to start a conversation with ourselves. We need to have responses even prepared ahead of time for what we're going to say to ourselves when these types of thoughts come up. And when you've built the awareness and you've created the filter, it's going to be so much easier for you to have responses prepared, what you're going to say to yourself when. So here's the takeaways for you today. Number one, I want you to consider starting a journaling and meditation practice, 10 minutes each, every single day. If you are serious about doubling your business without doubling your hours, these two pieces are two of the keys that are going to help get you there. Okay, you're going to build your awareness so that you can start to see the thoughts that are currently running the show in your business. Number two, you're going to create a filter for your thoughts. You're going to start to ask yourself the question, is this thought serving me? Does it align with my values? Does it make me feel the way I want to feel when I'm showing up in my business? And when a thought doesn't serve you, you're going to prepare some responses, some pre-planned responses that you can give to yourself when those thoughts come up. So if you notice yourself circling around a certain thought over and over and over again, 
then I want you to prepare a response for what you can say to yourself the next time it comes up. And remember, these responses are not from shame or judgment or guilt. They are from compassion, curiosity, understanding, kindness, all of those things. That is today's episode. I want you to just take away from this that you are not your thoughts. They are something you can observe. They are something you can be curious about. They are something that you can gain control over. They are something that you can change, that you can start to harness for your higher purpose to live a life more aligned with your values and to create incredible results in your business. Next week, we're going to talk all about how to create powerful thoughts, how to start to craft and form and write thoughts that are going to create massive results in your business. We're going to talk about $100,000 thoughts. We're going to talk about a million dollar thoughts. We're going to talk about how you can use the power of your brain to create the business and life that you truly desire. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, follow along and give us a quick review so that we can get the more heart, less hustle message into the hands of more women. And if you want to take this work even deeper, come check out a monthly coaching membership where we take all of these ideas and we apply them to your life so you can get the incredible results for yourself. Check it out at heatherborsma.com. We'll see you next week.